0: Welcome to the ministries of the Barholi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him and all the earth. The pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you have all to hear. God in a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this privilege of bowing in your presence at this time. Lord, thank you for today. God, we realize that this is the day that you have made, and you have asked us to rejoice and be glad therein. And Lord, here we are in your presence. We pray, my Father God, that you'd move by your spirit today. We pray, God, that you give your your servant boldness. We pray that you give your servant eloquence, that he may bring forth your word today. We come against, O God, the enemy which is likely and here, O God, to obstruct, to hinder, O God, and to turn this thing upside down. But we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that even as we bind him today, God, we pray, my Father, that your words would have free course and that you give your servant the freedom that he needs to bring forth your words. We ask, God, that you bless your words to our hearts today. We ask, my Father, God, that our hearts and minds would be enlightened and, Lord, we would leave this place at the end of the day different than we came today. And we ask even now, God, that you would breathe on me. Oh, breath of God, fill me with life anew. That you may that we may love what thou doest love. And do what thou wouldst do. Glorify yourself, we pray. For we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated, please. Amen. Now, for our scripture this morning, I would like us to turn our our script, the the Bibles, to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Now, since this is the first time I'm addressing us, after I came from my, I don't know if it's a long vacation, but my long outing. (laughs) Amen. I want to bring you greetings from the folks from the the La Plaine Baptist Church they keep calling me they want me back want me to be there with them they want me to help them and it was my pleasure being there it really was my pleasure being there and they look forward to having me so folks at Bovoni, be careful (laughs) be careful amen Folks at La Plaine, they need me and they, they are calling me. Amen. Not so much St. Joseph where I was, but La Plaine. Is that a trap? They set, they set a trap for me, brothers They set a trap for me. But every time I come around the trap, I watch in it and I go in around it. <laughs> Amen. I go in around it and I walking into the trap. Well, Luke chapter 12, verses 1 to 5, 1 to 9, sorry. It says, In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, Beware ye of the level of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken, in darkness shall be heard in the light and that which ye have spoken in the ear in, in, in closets shall be proclaimed upon the mountain tops and I say unto you my brethren my friends be not afraid of them that kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you, whom ye shall fear, for him which after he hath killed have power to cast into hell, Ye, yea, I say unto you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two fathers? And not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Verse 8, also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the son of man also confess before the angels of God. And verse 9 says, but he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. May the Lord richly add His blessings to the reading and hearing of His words into our hearts. Verse six says, "Are not five sparrows sold for for, for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God?" And verse seven says. But even as every hair, but even the very hair of your head, are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. I would like to speak on the subject rather in terms of a question. What is your value what is your value or how do you evaluate yourself in the light of the Christian of, of the scripture? It happens all the time that so many of us, So many people, including Christians, are walking like Atlas. Atlas? Yes, Atlas. Carrying the world on our shoulders. In other words, my brothers and sisters, what we are talking about is how we carry, or we seem to be, carrying the world on our shoulders. We walk this way because we look at life from a human perspective. We reason the way the world does and come up with the same answers. The world come up with. In other words, my brothers and sisters, when we look at ourselves in the light of the world, there seems to be no difference between us and the world. Remember, the scripture says we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Therefore, there ought to be a difference, am I speaking to us today, a difference between us, the children of God, and the children of the world. That is why we are asking ourselves the question, what is of value, of value. I am here to remind us, remind us this morning that we are more, yes, much more than what we portray ourselves to be. We are reminded in Psalms chapter 24 and verse 1 it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. So that tells us my brothers and sisters, remind us that we are after all the children of God. Am I right about it? We are the children of God, the heritage of the Lord, the chosen of the Lord. You know, my brothers and sisters, when we think of being chosen even from the foundation of the world with to those of us who understand and to those of us who don't understand the meaning of the word chosen, it means that to go among a multitude and handpick a few. Just like when you go to the supermarket and you're looking for tomatoes. You go to the shelf where the tomatoes are and you choose Those you consider to be the better ones. Am I right? Amen. You choose these. Well, God chose us. Amen. He took his time out. He came looking for us. And he chose us. So therefore, and he said unto us that we are a peculiar people. We are a special person. That is why I ask us today today what is our worth I am here to remind us again of the scripture of of Romans chapter 8 and in verse 36 it says no in all these things we are more than conquerors to him that loved us my brothers and sisters that's who we are So therefore, if you don't believe who you are, I am here to remind you of who you are or who we are in Christ. You see, my brothers and sisters, when we will have come or gotten to that confidence, amen, when we will have gained that confidence, that we have we need in the God of our fathers when we will have come to that point in our life yet we still have to be careful there are a few things that we need to be aware of and to be aware of them for instance Personal confidence or boasting or pride. Folks, listen. In the service of the Lord, there is no need for boasting or pride, no, no place for that. We are reminded time and time and time again that it is not about us, it's about Christ. Whatever we say and whatever we do, we should do it to the honor and glory of God. At the end of the day, not that we are to be gratified, but that God should be uplifted and praised. And unless it happens that way, we are missing the mark. Yes, there is nothing to boast to boast of in the service of the Lord. We, are, we must always remember that it's not about us. It's about Christ. You know sometimes you hear evangelists, television evangelists talk. And even those who come who travel and they talk about the work that they are doing. Like they want to make us believe that it is they doing it. Like like Christ had nothing to do with that, with what they are doing. I mean, listen, when they do it, and as a result, they get all the parts in the back, they got all the praises, they raise enough monies for them to do whatever they want to do. I mean, all that is good. But I'll tell you this, that's where it ends. Because they have already gotten their rewards. But we should do it in such a manner. Humbly as it may be, that at the end of the day, we will hear the Lord saying unto us, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We did not do it for us, or for ourselves, or for our name to be up to be known somewhere, but we did it all to the honor and glory of our God. I heard the Apostle Paul echoing the same thoughts when he spoke in Galatians chapter 2 and in verse 20 he said, I am crucified with Christ. He said, Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul recognized that he was alive. He was glad to be alive. But at the same time remembered that it is not he because he was dead almost under the Damascus road. And he came to life so he knew that it was not he. It had to have been somebody, some greater power that did it in him and for him. For even the things that we achieve in this life, if you hear us talk, you'd want us, you'd want to believe that we did it by ourselves. I am that mighty power. I am that big, strong man. I am, but it is not I, but Christ, he said, that liveth in me. Later down, we'll see what Paul was. We will see what Paul did. And yet, he said, I do not even consider those things. I count it all lost for Christ. You see, so folks, there is nothing to boast in the things of God. Yes, he said, he was saying that there is no boasting. Boasting excluded. The songwriter puts it this way also. He said, pride, I abase. He said, I am only a sinner. I'm saved by grace. And folks, that's who we are. Regardless to what position we hold in life, in the kingdom and in the service of the Lord... We are only sinners saved by grace. That's who we are. You call me reverend if you want to. But I'll tell you something. I can't go to, the, to, to face God with no title or reverend. It's okay. Call me reverend if you want to. But I will not allow or we will not allow these titles to go up to our head. It is what we do for Christ that will last. That will last. So folks, that's who we are. That's who we are. You see, if there was any man who had something to boast about, that was Paul. But he refused to boast. He refused to accept any accolades. Amen. Why? He counted all loss for the excellency of Christ. Listen to what he said in Philippians chapter 3. He said, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. He says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. I just want to pause here to make a point. You see, my brothers and sisters, it is, the songwriter puts it that way, the arm of flesh, it will fail you, you dare not. Trust your own. You see this I, me, and myself, these are the things that bring us down every day. But folks, when we forget, or when we try not to recognize I, me, and myself, but recognize God, then we are on our, our way up. For we will never forget, we will never forget what the Word teaches us. To be humble. He that humbles himself shall be Exalted, but he that exalts himself shall be abased. And I will continue from verse four. Though I might have, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he have what, whereof well he might trust in the trust in the flesh, he said, I more. Verse five says. That is false speaking. He said circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews. And he said as taught in the law a Pharisee concerning zeal he said persecuting the church touching in the righteousness which was in the law he said he was blameless. Verse 7 says. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. And in verse 8 he says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but lost, but done. That I, may, that I may win Christ. And that is Paul speaking. Paul recognized after all that there was something more valuable than the things that we work so hard for and gather and, uh, and collect. Folks, I am not at all in any way saying that we ought not to work hard. I'm not saying at all that we, not, we should not set aside I'm not saying that we should not set goals for ourselves. But I will tell you, I will say one thing, that in doing those things, let us not forget the giver who gives us those things, which is God Almighty. Amen. We ever too often, we forget it. I have seen it happen time and time and time again. Christians, people, men, ladies come to church and I need a job and as the church to pray for them that I get a job. Pray for me that I get a job. Pray for me that I do this. Pray for me that I get that. The church faithfully went down and prayed and asked God in favor of that individual. And no sooner the individual gets what we were praying for, guess what? They forget God. They turn their backs on God. They no more have time for God. God has become a secondary thing. But let me tell you something. Let us not forget that God is there all the time. He knows and sees and hears all things. He knows what we are going through. He knows every mountain that we face. And He sees every valley that we have to go through. My friend, listen. God is, has an all seeing eyes and watching us. So my question to us once again is what is your value? I, when we talk about value, I ask you, what is your, your worth? Amen. What is your value you have in Christ? Your worth is not amen, calculated based on the abundance of what you have. One of these days, all the abundance that we work for hard and set aside, we will leave it and go. We will leave it and go. Whether you want to or not, we have heard of the story of the man who worked hard. He worked hard in his lifetime. He made money and he set aside. But when he looked at the amount that he had and he saw his sons, he told them, when I go, I want all you to give me everything that I have. Everything that I have. Let me go with it. He could not bring himself to the point to live what he worked hard for his children. On the day of his funeral, before they closed the casket, one of his sons came up to him and said, Dad, you told us to give you everything that you have. Well, here is it. They wrote it on a check and put it in the casket. And then they closed the casket. He said, when you go over there, change it. So, brothers and sisters, listen. That was worthless to him. He could not do anything with it. All that will happen is that the record will come back. It's missing. It is missing. So, folks, listen. The good of this world will remain in this world. The worth of this world will remain in this world. My question to us is, what is your worth? Before God. When you can say. You have no many millions. I have no liquid assets. When you can say. I have multiple hotels. I have malls. I have so much. And you beat your chest. You have so much. At the end of the day, when you think that your worth is as up to the mountain, you are still broke when you stand before God. Jesus called this kind of thinking hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. We are hypocrite. Hypocrite in the sense that we pretend or we make ourselves think and believe that we do, whereas in fact, we don't. Amen. We don't. So brothers and sisters, listen. This type of covering, which is over the roof of some people, it is no covering at all. When you think that you are covered, all of a sudden you discover that you are naked. Listen. Let's look at, look at verses 4 and 5 of our text. And I say unto you, my friend, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But verse 5 says, But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which is after he have killed have power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, in other words, my brothers and sisters, if a man walks into this church right now with a gun and he says, Anybody who believes in God, stand up because I'm going to kill you, most of us or some of us will remain in our city will not stand. Why? Because we do not want to die. But I'll tell you this I am reminded that after death, is the judgment. You see, folks, and that is what the scripture is saying. The man with the gun is not the man to fear. Because when he has killed you, that's all he can do. But he said, rather fear him, who is able to kill you and then still cast your body, cast you in hell. So we have a decision to make. And we have a place. In other words, we have a decision to make as to what our worth really is. Verse 6 says, And not five, and that is where our text is, verse 6. And not five sparrows sold for two farthings. I mean, to those of us who remember what farthings were. How many of you remember? As a matter of fact, how many of you know farthings? Not many folks know farthing. Some of you are too young to remember what a farthing is. But you see a farthing is like a term that came more or less from the British standpoint You know, from the, from the British. And a farthing there were there was a, a half penny and a penny. You know that is, these are the coins at the lowest. But the, the, the half penny, which is the small penny, the, the, the small money, or has no value, a farthing was half of this half. In other words, it would have four farthings to make one penny. Four farthings to make one penny, and the Bible said there are not four sparrows sold for two farthings, which is to say, not much money, but yet these Pharisees and these people of old because they could will and deal and make man believe you know because they could spin around and sell their sparrows for two farthings, they make them believe that they had so much and as a result was fooling the people but now but now he's saying listen it is not much but you are, we are much more than that. We are we worth much more than that in the things of God. Because listen, listen to what Jesus says, eyes have not seen, neither ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Folks, listen, that is value. That is value. That is value. That is something that we need to strive for. He said, lay not your treasures on earth where thieves can break into and steal, or where moth can go in and corrupt it. But instead, lay your treasures in things on above where no rust can corrupt it. Where no no moth can corrupt it. And we are no sins can break into and steal. Folks, we have something of value. And when you have something of value, what do you do with it? You cherish it. You cherish it. You cherish it. So folks, that's what we have. You see, I ask us what our conversation is like. Is it appealing to the cause of God? or is it at the at, at, at the world's level at the world's standard what my mother used to tell us shupushu you know what shupushu is shupushu means in my mother's term you tell me i tell you if you do me i do you back that was the standard but we in this life God is telling us, when they hit you, turn the other cheek. One preacher always said, God told him to turn the other cheek, but he does not say, what to do next when you get the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point, my brothers and sisters. Humility and submission, submiss- being, being, being of a submissive attitude and nature, it will take us to places. That doesn't mean that you should lie on this and then body kick you. That's not what the scripture is teaching either. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, let your conversations be tested by God's standard and obtain a pass. The truth is all of us know ourselves and we know what the answer is. The question is asked, what is the price of spice sparrows. He says, two farthings. He says, not much. Not much. But yet did not stop there. It says unto us, so how much more are you in the sight of God? You are worth much more than that. You are, we are worth much more than that. Friends, God knows who you are. He knows what you are doing. He knows what you are going through. He said every strand of hair that you've got on your head is counted and he knows it. How many strands of hair do you have on your head? Not Brother Lawrence and Brother Steve, you say much, but others. How many strands of hair do you have on your head? I mean, we can tell by these guys, they ain't got much. But the question is, you, we don't know, even me, don't know how many I have, but God knows every strand of you on our head is counted, and God knows how many. If you ask Him, He's gonna tell you. So, brothers and sisters, it means that God is looking over us, He is over us, He knows what we are doing. So, folks, don't walk the world, the streets, like you are atlas, like you're carrying the world on your back. Walk like you know who holds tomorrow. The songwriter says, I don't care. or I don't know who holds tomorrow. But one thing I know is that I know who holds my hand. And folks, the man, the one who works, who holds your hand is the one who died on the cross for you. It is the one who shed his blood for us. It is the one that says, come on up boldly before the throne of grace. And there you shall find grace for him in times of need. You see, you heard, he God numbers them. He knows you are his. He knows that you already, you are, you already have promised That he will stand with you even on the last day. God made promises to us and the God that we are talking about is the God that keeps all promises. So I am here to remind us folks to fear no more. Be no more fearful. Instead, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge, him. and He will direct your path. The our problem is, ever so often, we do not consult God before we do whatever we have to do. You get up, and you decide you're going to do it, and you do it. And after you have started, then you try to bring God in the picture. You did it back to front. You should, if yes, the thought or the idea comes to you, you should go to God first. He will direct your path. He, He said, He will direct your path. He knows the future. He knows it better than you. As a matter of fact, you do not know the future. We do not know the future. None of us can predict what is going to happen five minutes from now. We don't know. But God knows. Therefore, he's urging us to lay our trust and our confidence in him. And I ask as I close this morning, what is your value? Do you evaluate yourself like the world does? When the world says that you are this or whatever you are, the world sometimes never gives us a good evaluation. They evaluate not based on their standard. But when God evaluates you, He says you are the best. He said to you, well done. Everything good is yours. Because why? It is God that did it. Not you. So, should we go out boasting? No. But should we go out thanking God? Yes, we should. Give God thanks for what God will and has done for you. Father, thank you for your words. I pray, my Father, that you glorify yourself for a thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Holy Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.